You can lead music, but that doesn't mean that you're really worshiping. This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, Worship Team's leaders and friends, welcome back to the Worship Team Training Podcast and our university podcast of Worship Team Training, WTTU.co. Thank you so much for visiting us on worshipteentraining.com, listening by iTunes and iHeartRadio and other socials. Thank you so much for uploading us into your device and listening to us on your playlist. It is an honor uh, to be there and to be with you. We are back and we have our Word of the Week Bible study slash special content for our members. So those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome. And uh, this is our audio podcast. Our members who are watching video right now, we're simulcasting video live. They receive bonus video content throughout the week. So if you are listening to this podcast and you like it, well, how much better would be video watching this, but as well as uh, we have companion videos throughout the week and also throughout the day, whatever that we may post. So you want to become a member to dive into our articles, interviews, Bible studies, music training videos, and broadcasts just like this. So let's jump right into it. We want to uh, thank you for following us here. When you go to iTunes and iHeartRadio, you'll see a little button. Uh, We thank you guys for liking it, and uh, we we really dig that. Plus, you can follow us on our Instagram, Worship Team Training. Same thing with Facebook, Twitter, at WorshipTT. And be sure to follow us on our Bible study, uh, actually Bible.com, where we put our Bible studies on there. You can read a lot of the collections that we've already had posted. And just run a search, Brandon Dempsey, Worship Team Training, on Bible.com, and you'll find everything there. Uh, We also want to get you ready for getting our newsletter when you become a member. Uh, Not only if you're a friend and maybe you're following WorshipTeamTraining.com, go to that website too, and on the pop-up page, you can put in your email address and get weekly updates. But did you know when you become a member, you get a separate special email with more content, more videos, and more training things for your ministry needs of your worship team. So you want to become a member. All you need to do is go to wttu.co slash enroll. So we'll talk more about that later. Uh, Coming up on the program, we have for this week, good friend Bob Coughlin. Bob is going to be with us to talk about the substance of worship, Uh, great worship versus great music. What does that mean? We're going to dive into a lot of that. Plus, I have a special commentary on that video interview as well. You don't want to miss that. Plus, we have guitar training. we got some guitar training videos coming up, and uh, we're going to be producing those and putting those on the membership site and on the calendar as well. So members, be sure to check out this week's calendar. Uh, Don't miss Jeff Dio's interview we had last week. That was just a lot of fun with Jeff. Plus, we have our other Bible study that we did back on the 28th of January, so you don't want to miss that. So let's get right to it. Each week, you're going to be getting what we call the Word of the Week uh, that you may already know, plus a Bible study. So we're going to be combining the two together uh, for all of our worship leader friends and churches out there. When you become a member, like I said, we're going to go deeper into these topics and get more videos throughout the week. So let's get right to it. Our Word of the Week, Spectator. Now, what does that mean to be a spectator? Our uh, Apple Mac dictionary says right here, a person who watches at a show, game, or other event. So what does that mean for you and your church? Do you have spectators? Do you have those that maybe watch you when you lead worship? 
when you play an instrument, when you're doing tech, uh, maybe they say something to you after the service, after their time of spectating, right? It's almost as if uh, we feel like as leaders, I've heard other worship leaders say, yeah, I feel like I'm being graded each week. Now, I'll jump into that later. But right now, when we, when we talk about uh, what's more important for worship, you know, our, our worship team training university members know that worship is more than just a five or six song set list in a Sunday. Um, we here at worship team training come alongside you as a worship leader and team member to do things, yes, like workshops, we have mentoring, we have our university program, but we do these things because we want to walk alongside you in your journey of leading worship and your ministry, no matter what that may be, as far as how you serve in the church and what you do. This is something that I have found instrumental to me as I began leading worship uh, we ago, right? And simply, I knew that I wasn't alone. I knew that there had to have been other people struggling or asking questions or scratching their head just like me. So some of these topics would be things like spectating. Do you feel when you lead worship that others are just zeroing in and watching you? Do you feel nervous before you get up? Do you feel while you're maybe driving there to church before service, you feel like, oh man, I hope this song goes well because I know so-and-so is going to be there at church. Or I, you just stepped in the door. Oh man, they're already looking at me and I wonder what they're going to say or think. I wonder what's going to happen when I get up on stage to lead worship. Let's just cut right down to the very bottom of all this. Guys, if you're worried about such of these things, then let's redirect that mindset to think more of the important things, which is Jesus himself, where it's not about gearing up to be seen by somebody or bracing yourself about how you need to look or appear to someone else, but rather to the one that we worship who is God himself. If we put it in another way, according to this dictionary right here, spectators, if it involves a show being watched, then we would say then that those spectators would be the audience, right? Now, those of you who followed us, you've, you've heard me say these things before. If you've listened to any of these broadcasts in the past, you've always heard me say this, that our church, those that we lead worship in, we are not the performers, and they are not the audience. This is also something that I encourage to my own church, my own worship team, teams, if you will, and let them know that simply the church is the congregation. They're not the audience. So what I do is terminology check. When I hear that word audience, I always go back, pause, and explain to people Okay, they're not the audience. They're the congregation. If they are the audience, then that makes us what? The performers. So do we really perform when we lead worship? Or are we really worshipers leading worship? And I think there's a difference to that as well. Because you can lead great music, which is what we're going to talk about with Bob Coughlin later this week. You can lead music, but that doesn't mean that you're really worshiping. You can be in a band or sing, but that doesn't mean that you're really worshiping, right? If that's not true, 
Well, then, isn't that... I mean, how is that then when you see the congregation member, right? When it looks like they're going through the motions too, they're not worshiping. So couldn't it be said a true of even your own worship team? You could be thinking, yeah, well, everyone in my team, I mean, come on, Brandon, they worship. Well, how do you really know that? Aren't there times that maybe you're not worshiping too? I know that when I get up to lead worship, I too still have things going on in my mind. I may be the one spectating others. I may be the one looking around my team. I may be the one looking around my church and thinking, oh, why does she wear that silly hat? You know, or I mean, or why is this the way it is that when I, you know, whatever the situation may be. The point is, is that we're not always 24-7 minute by minute, minute breathing worship. But that is, I think, our goal. We get distracted. We maybe get uh, discombobulated. Uh, other circum- circumstances or events may come our way, and we get thrown off. So it's a redirecting of our minds. See, our worship team training leaders, our worship team training university members know that leading worship goes beyond the five, six song, how many other song set list for the one hour event every week. Worship is something that goes deeper, that goes daily. So I think before we even talk about others like spectators, we need to be checking in with ourselves, with being honest with God and saying, God, am I the spectator? Forget about those entering the church and those I think that are watching me. What about me? Am I spectating? Because I've come to know this, guys, that when I get too worried about other people watching me, then in a way, I'm kind of trapped up in my own worry about how I look. I'm, I've become worried then about – and you may say, no, well, and I can, already, I can already hear and see the um, concern right now that you may have. But think about it. If we're really that concerned about others in those times, number one, it's human. It, it does happen. It happens. But number two, how do we redirect our focus back on God? And then number three, how do we stay on God? So you can get thrown off by people. It's going to happen. But how do you get redirected back to Jesus? And then during the times when you feel pressure, when you feel like you're being watched, or you think you're getting – in your thoughts you're getting too trapped up about the worry then how, of other people, how do you then put your focus back on Christ and stay there? So I think that's the key because – Look, all of us are fallible. All of us uh, do something. If it's not leading worship, maybe you're out in the world. You're, you're out doing your job or school, whatever that it may be. There's always somebody watching you. That Here's the thing, though. As we live in a watching world, what are we giving people to see about ourselves and our walk with Jesus? So I love what Romans 12.1 says. And, and you may be very familiar with this verse and, and this passage, actually. It's, it's two verses, one and two. Paul writes, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as, living, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Verse two, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Okay, let's stop right there. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Well, the pattern of this world has also found its way into the church. So it's not just, well, let's keep away from the outside world and the secular. No, I, I disagree with that. 
It says don't conform to it. It doesn't say we can't live in it. In fact, First John tells us that we live in it but not be of the world, right? So we're living in the world. Just don't be of the pattern. Don't conform. The patterns may be in your church of worldliness. And we have churchy people that are of the world and their patterns too. But Paul says, do not be conformed by the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So not the renewing of your idea of a song set, a piece of music, because we think, oh, well, but if we do this song, this will get them to worship. This will help transform them. Not necessarily. A good song can influence. A good song can definitely encourage and promote. But where is the power found? Is it in the song or is it in the Holy Spirit power of God? Okay. So moving on, Paul then says after, of course, you don't conform to the pattern of this world. You're transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then he says, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, which is what? What is God's will? His good, pleasing, and perfect will. What is God's will? Well, it says for us up here at the top, at verse 1, to be a living sacrifice. That's God's will for us, is to be living sacrifices of Him. It's not to be a great singer, a great musician, a great writer, a great tech, whatever. Those things are great in the earthly sense. And they're great even in the godly sense that God can use them. But if that's our only goal and we don't have the end game of pleasing God by being a living sacrifice, then we're just playing games, especially when it comes to leading worship. And then you're, of course, going to be subjected to the fears and thoughts of other people, spectators. So change your perspective. Now, on page 68 in our worship Bible study, if you're following us, if you're members, uh, this comes from my book called The Journey of a Worship Leader, and you get this free when you become a member. And I'll be glad if you just became a member, by the way, and you're watching this the first time, then awesome. Hey, thanks for being here. Hallelujah. And, and you can email me just in case if you don't have it, and uh, we'll verify and we'll get it up there for you. But what I'm saying in here at page 68 is that worship is not for spectators. They're not. It's not for spectators. Why? Because worship is for God. Worship is not for the audience. The audience doesn't want to see worship. They don't – when you think about it, I mean, look, in the world that we live in, worshiping God is a very unpopular, very uncommon, very um, non-popular topic, right, when you look at it. So worship is not for spectators. A spectator is somebody who they watch. So, yeah, if they're watching in your church, they're watching what's going on in worship, then they're spectators, and the worship is not for them. It doesn't – it won't register for them. They won't care about it because their thought is more fixed on what she or he is doing on stage or what song they picked out that I didn't like this week or how am I going to um, go through the rest of the worship service because they used that instrument or they got this decibel level or they're too soft or too loud. It goes on and on and on. Maybe they didn't, they didn't read the Bible out of the right translation. You know, just silly stuff like that. So – Worship will not make sense to a spectator, period. Worship only makes sense to worshipers. So it doesn't mean either that worshipers watch or worshipers become spectators of other worshipers. 
that's not right either. Our worship belongs to God. Again, John Piper said that. Worship is for God. Worship is not for man. Worship can encourage men and women. It can influence us. It can guide us. But worship is not for us. It's for God. So the shaping of our perspective of worship needs to come from Scripture, not from what someone else does or what says, uh, what's been said or what you've heard, not from the, the, the dictation even from our own preferences of what we think worship ought to be. I hear that all the time. Well, Brandon, you know what? Worship to me is having this and, and whole, you know, doing this in church and having this in a service. And, and you know, I recognize that that's okay. You know, worship in a way is preferential, uh, preferential, and that's okay that worship is preferential. Um, there's nothing wrong with a person having the preference to worship with a pipe organ or have pews or have stadium seats and electro electric guitar. That's our preference. It's like you go in the Starbucks. You choose Pike's Peak, Pike's Place, forgot, sorry, um, or, you know, uh, you may choose Colombian, you may choose the blonde, um, whatever that it may be in your being that you like. But it's a preference, right? But the whole point is, aren't you still there for coffee? So it's kind of like church. It's okay that you like certain styles of music, and I think you get what I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to convey here. The difference is, is that you're there for God. You're, you're there for Him. Your worship is for God. So I feel like it's okay to have different preferences, but what I don't find okay is when we allow those preferences to become precepts, where they become commands and laws that we must obey, and we get ourselves locked into what Paul said not to do, uh, to be in the traditions of men, to be locked down into others' perspective that this must be the way that God accepts our worship because, well, okay, well, wait a minute. Where is that Where is that in Scripture? And, you know, did you find that somewhere where, where God said that you, you must sing uh, hymn number 593? I, I don't see that anywhere when I look at Habakkuk. You know, I see Habakkuk's prayer where it says, chapter 3, verse 2, Lord, I've heard, he says, Lord, I've heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, O Lord. Renew them in our day, in our time. Make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. He's calling out for God. He's, he's not there focused on the enemy or the evil that's trying to sweep over Israel. He's focused on the Lord, and he's saying, I stand in awe of your deeds. When's the last time that you really stood in awe of the deeds of God and just said, wow? How awesome are you, Lord? Not, wow, how awesome is this song? I mean, sure, that could happen too. But are you really seeing the Lord through it? That's the question. That's my question. We tend to think that if we get enough people in worship, right, to sing, then God will be more glorified. But that's not really true, is it, or biblical? Because Habakkuk, as I just read, I mean, he was in worship. He didn't need 50,000 people in an amphitheater to praise God. You can praise God right where you're at. question is, are you doing it? 
And are you doing it before you lead worship? Are you doing it in your daily life? That's what these broadcasts are about. I think that we need to be reminded that God is already glorified because of who he is. Not based on what we do, not based on what we think God even will do. It's really what God says he will do, what God says himself. Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. That comes from Psalms 115.3. Our response is to obey and to worship as our reasonable service and sacrifice to God. I believe that as we lead worship and as we worship God himself, that having that focus of who he is in this present time is also receiving who God really is and not trying to make up for other things within the service that go wrong. But why not try in your next service to think to have read the scriptures remind yourself of who God is and then ask the Lord then to redirect your thinking and then lastly ask Jesus ask the Holy Spirit to come in and fix your gaze fix your eyes on the Lord so thank you guys for being here with us in the study and if you want to know more about this there's a lot of this uh content that we have at wttu.co when you become a member so i just want to ask you within this podcast this broadcast everything that i just said uh do you agree do you disagree did i maybe lead you off wandering into another place or am i not seeing something right if that's the case then hey hit me up my email is brannon that's b-r-a-n-o-n at worshipteamtraining.com You may also PM us at any of our socials as well. We love reading your comments. We love opening your emails. So please send those on and let us know how we can continue to help you. We invite you to look at worship team training for workshops that we do at your church on a weekend, a Friday and Saturday, a customizable time just for your worship team, vocals, instrumental studies, music, worship leading, leadership, also, we do a night of worship as well. So hit us up. You can go to worshipteentraining.com slash workshops. And also, if you're a worship leader who is in need of mentoring, you can go to our mentoring tab at worshipteentraining.com. If you feel like you need one session or a 10-week study course that works with you, hit us up at worshipteentraining.com slash mentoring. And also, uh, members, we want to remind you to look at the events calendar page, wttu.co slash events, and look up the uh, Bob Coughlin show that's coming and also other broadcasts and great interviews with great people that's coming up later on this month here in February. So, guys, um, thank you for being here. And we ask humbly, if you like this podcast, would you go to iTunes or any other socials and give us a five-star rating? Better yet, share this with a friend. Guys, thanks so much for being here with us today. And again, to remind you, you don't need to be perfect. You just need to let the Lord Jesus walk through you and to lead you in worship and in life daily. So blessings to you, and we'll see you back here next time. Bye. This has been a Worship Team Training Broadcast and Digital Production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. 
We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.